Hello and welcome to this podcast series brought to you by Connect Health Tech, Cambridge University's Enterprise Zone and the gateway into the university's life sciences and health tech community. I'm Nikki Mann and I help lead the communications strategy for Connect Health Tech. And in this episode, I'm delighted to sit down to chat with Connect Health Tech's business community manager, Paula Rogers-Brown, in celebration of Connect Health Tech's one-year anniversary. We'll be looking at what Connect Health Tech has achieved over the past 12 months and look into the future, thinking about what's on Connect Health Tech's roadmap for the next year and beyond. So, hi, Paula. Thanks very much for joining today. I'm honoured to be able to ask the questions to the woman who is usually <laughs> asking the questions herself. Um, so it's great to have you here. And although I've known you for a, a little while now, I'm really looking forward to delving inside of your brain and finding yeah. out what makes you tick and, of course, everything about Connect Health Tech. So don't be scared, OK? Ah, I am. I am. Thank you very much. This is... Um, um, it's very unusual to be on the other side of the um, the, the the desk, so to speak. So mm, let's see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, I feel powerful. I, I feel very powerful. Um, so why don't you uh, introduce yourself, first of all, for the benefit of our newcomers? OK, so I'm Paula Rogers-Brown and I'm the business community manager for the university's Gateway for Life Sciences Connect Health Tech. Um, just a little bit about me. Um, I previously led innovation programs for the Knowledge Transfer Network, Innovate UK, and was head of sector engagement for transport at the Institution of Engineering and Technology. Um, so I've got a long background in stakeholder engagement, running large programs on an international scale in the commercial sector and also in the not-for-profit sector. So um, it was great to come and work for the University of Cambridge and take on something brand new. Your background doesn't surprise me, Paula. It, it it matches exactly with your personality and especially the sort of project management and, and you know, getting stuck in and building those relationships. It doesn't doesn't surprise me at all. Um, in a nutshell, what is Connect Health Tech? Well, Connect Health Tech, simply put, does what the name suggests. It connects people, ideas, knowledge, collaborators, funding opportunities and much, much more around health technologies. Our foundations are rooted in the university's vision to build an interdisciplinary bridge between two of its research hubs, one being in the West, which is focused on science and technology, and also then in the South, which is more biomedical focused. Um, we are primarily powered by an online community, which is great. And we aim to bring together and integrate a community of stakeholders from the physical and life sciences to mobilize collective knowledge that will help address some of our greatest healthcare challenges and create those transformative therapies of the future. Through the digital platform, navigating the Cambridge ecosystem is now easier for the global health tech community, increasing efficiency and in making connections and finding those collaborators for research projects or, or spin outs if that's where you're going and exploring relevant events and, and, and just, just really engaging with the, the rich content and, and diverse research and projects that are going on across the um, Cambridge cluster. So you can you can hear a lot of um, or gain a lot of rich content and insights from members and experts sharing their experiences and career pathways through some of our podcasts, um, member profile articles and just generally what people are talking about. So anyway, I could talk for hours. Something you said that always really resonates. So making Cambridge easier to navigate. 
I mean, I, I've said this before, but I'll say it again. Cambridge is such a secret. If you don't know somebody or you don't know somebody who knows somebody, it's so difficult to actually find the expertise and the knowledge and the person that you're looking for. The online community really fascinates me because being able to bring everybody together in one digital space is such a such a, a benefit for so many things. Um, so, so in Connect Healthcare, it's still relatively new, right? So why were you drawn to this particular role? Um, I think mainly because it was a brand new project that required everything that appeals to me and suits my um, skill set. So that's developing strategy, shaping an innovation ecosystem, which I love to do, building an engaged community around a technical or scientific subject, knowledge sharing, massive on knowledge sharing um, and, and exchanging and disseminating knowledge and ultimately creating and delivering a sustainable legacy from scratch. Um, there are still legacy elements of previous programmes that I've run running to this day, which I see through LinkedIn and so forth. And I, it's fantastic. So I hope in many, many, many more years to come, you know, Connect Health Tech is still thriving and growing um, and, you know, sharing all good stuff. What's your favourite thing about the role now? You know, you've, you've been in the role a while. Well, I'll just go back a little bit before answering that question, because we started Connect Health Tech really started to build those foundations at the start of the pandemic. My first day in the job was the 23rd of March 2020. That no. was the day we were all told to stay home. So starting a new job, starting from scratch, there's nothing there apart from the funding that we'd had from Research England and the project team. And you got to do it from home. You got to do this all online remotely was a real challenge in itself to do and to, to think how can we achieve our vision when initially the, the, the thought was that Connect Health Tech would be something that was far more physical as we would do traditionally with programmes. There would be a lot, there'd be some digital elements, but there'd be a heavy amount of physical elements, yeah, activities, yeah. events, symposiums, conferences, you know, content going on here, there and everywhere, but in a physical form. Well, pandemic just cut that straight out. So we had to pivot and, and be nimble and agile and create a digital first approach to then galvanise a community. And we were very fortunate enough to have the support of the UEZ advisory group, the project team, um, really just helping to support and gently nudge this along the road. And, 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 and Professor Andy Neely has been so supportive of that that quick change and just being responsive and adapting to the needs of the market, really, but not an easy thing to do, particularly as, you know, digital platforms is a very competitive space. So it was a challenge, but, you know, we are we are we are getting there. And in terms of my favourite things, I, I think this goes back to what I enjoy about um, building strategy um, programmes from scratch is it's getting beneath the skin of a topic and developing it but developing it so that it can be understood by everyone. I'm really, really keen on that, making sure it can be stood by everyone, no matter what level you are, no matter what stage you are in your career, it can be understood by everyone and thus can be then interacted with. You can engage with it because if you can understand it, you can get involved, you can contribute, you can take insights and knowledge from it. And that has to be, for me, one of the bedrocks. That's one of the foundation stones for me.
can everybody understand what it is that we're trying to do and achieve or building here? I just almost fell off my chair with the, the first day of a new job being <laughs> <laughs> the first day of lockdown is not yes. ideal in any in any job or any career, but in one where you've been brought in to literally facilitate building um, relationships and making connections with people. I mean, that's not just a pivot, right? That's that's absolutely huge. I can't I can't even begin to imagine what that must have felt like. What's an average day like now? God, it really depends. There's such a variety of things, Nikki. I could be writing a strategic funding proposal, um, recording a podcast or prepping to interview a guest, chairing a meeting, working with suppliers or talking to other team members about a collaboration we're working on. Like we were talking this morning about the forthcoming Milner Symposium, um, you know, it could be a variety of things and currently I'm trying to recruit for a new team member to provide more support for our efforts with Connect Haltech. So that's that's, you know, taking time. So it could be a range of things. And yeah, there's definitely a mixture every day of the week, um, unless I'm, I'm I am right in the heart of doing a funding proposal and everything else has to really stop because my brain has to <gasps> focus. And, uh, so so be, the answer is there is no average day. There is no average day. No average day. Can't be. No. So obviously we've we've just celebrated Connect Health Tech's first birthday. A few glasses of Prosecco were enjoyed that day. So what would you say um, have been your and Connect Health Tech's biggest achievements over the past 12 months? I would say, just following on from what you've said, being able to celebrate a successful year since launch, um, particularly through our community awards a couple of weeks ago, and, and recognising the great contribution that our members, the guests and team behind the scenes have given since we launched in May 2021. I think that was a, a fantastic achievement. Um, but also launching that online community, as I said, that, that pivot there, when I was offered the role it wasn't digital first it was absolutely there but it was a smaller part of the the overall strategy so to then pivot and figure that out and we've had some trials and tribulations you know nikki along the way to where we've arrived with connect health tech with the platform that we have um, and grow organically to nearly 800 members in the space of a year wow you know yeah. In a digital era where there are so many types of platforms an individual can be a part of professionally and personally, it's been a, a huge achievement to create something that is relevant, appealing and useful. For me, that's, that's a really big achievement in terms of Connect Health Tech. Personally, I would say achieving through adversity. My mum passed away in January 2021. And to put it mildly, I've been to hell and back. Losing a loved one during the middle of a pandemic is a trauma within a trauma. And my goodness, you really feel it. So you're grieving, I mean, you know, ever stop grieving, but you're grieving and you're still trying to make significant progress and a really positive impact. Team around me has been fantastic. But to really make a positive impact with CHT at that time was not easy. So I think that's a big personal achievement there for me. That's really relatable. We're all human, right? So it's so easy to forget that things are going on in everybody's lives that you don't necessarily know about. And to have sort of 
come through as you say never stop grieving but to have come through that and actually look back on a really successful year I think that's a that's that's such a nice um achievement to to highlight and I think just going back to um connect health tech's um biggest achievements the online platform I mean you know me I love all things digital I love a bit of social media and I think what I really have loved seeing on the Connect Health Tech online platform over the past year is not just the growth in terms of the amount of people joining, but actually the different ways that people are interacting now. Absolutely. Now, so now that there's more content going on, there, fresh content with the interviews that you're doing, the podcast and so on and so forth, it's actually seeing that those conversations just starting to be sparked and people consuming the information, but actually then connecting about a common interest. So what's about the greatest challenge then? I mean, that's some brilliant achievements there. <laughs> I mean, you've, you've highlighted some pretty incredible challenges already. So maybe <laughs> we already know the answer. The, it's an ongoing challenge and it, um, it sort of follows what you've just said there and it will be continuing to develop as we evolve our offering and that's really around um, the challenges around ensuring we have high engagement levels, particularly across member to member interactions um, within the online community spaces and that is really, really important um, as we want it to become the norm that people keep yeah. coming back to to on um, connect health tech and to also continue to find it relevant and useful and that's it's probably going to be our continual greatest challenge i think anybody that runs a, an online platform wouldn't matter whether you're linkedin or facebook or whatever you know keeping engagement levels is absolutely key and as i said in the digital era when there are so many other things to call upon your time as well as what's in front of you to do yeah, you know, it's 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 something that's constantly at the top of the um, to do list, basically. Yeah. Got to keep those engagement levels going. So yeah, I think that's the, the 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 ongoing one. I think what's important to remember is that actually, an, an engagement absolutely we need we need as much engagement as possible. So everybody should go on the platform and start engaging immediately. Um, but I think what's really really key to remember is that. If they're not engaging, it doesn't mean they're not finding the um, content valuable. The amount of people on there who are consuming the information is fantastic. And I think it just highlights that it is bringing people together. At any moment, someone might go on there and go, OK, I'm looking for an expert in this. Can anybody help? You're in the right place, right time. It's always available 24-7. So I'm going to I'm going to put you on the spot here and I'm going to uh, make sure that we come back to this in 12 months time. So I can tell you, <laughs> I can tell you if you've if you've if you've won or not. Um, what's the plan for the next 12 months? Um, I would say, first of all, to understand now we have. So many community members is understanding what our community members would like us to do more or less of. So we will be conducting a member survey to get a sense of satisfaction levels and things people would like to see, as I said, more or less of, because that will give us a really good steer for future planning of content, um, etc. Um, developing also as well, because we've been deep in pandemic times, we now need to start thinking strategically. How can we develop and implement some really compelling physical activities for health tech stakeholders to engage with, not only in the Cambridge cluster, because we are a global health tech community, 
but who can we partner with across other UK life science clusters to um, create and run some activities, some events, whatever it might shape or form it might look like to then start to engage a wider community. So do what we're doing, keep doing what we're doing, which is fantastic and great and making sure that the offering is right for the current member set, but also thinking broaden of the, the Cambridge cluster. We have so many international members of Connect Health Tech. Again, the stats don't lie to us. So ensuring that we are inclusive at all times to our stakeholders is really important. So trying to implement some physical activities as well as understanding what uh, online uh, members would like us to do. Um, and also really just continue to develop our offering for interdisciplinary collaborations. We are going to be setting out to really try and um, foster some um, purposeful collaborations around key topics such as functional genomics going forward and and oncology. Um, so what we don't know exactly what they look like yet because we're still developing the, the embryonic stage. Um, but stuff like that is really um, important to the work of the original founding members of Connect Health Tech, so the Maxwell and the Milner, the Office for Translational Research and, and CATS, you know, looking at how we can help create and foster more interdisciplinary collaborations um, with, you know, partners across the university, across the Cambridge cluster, across the UK and globally as well. Two of the things you said, though, they sort of um, they sort of intertwine, don't they? Because one thing that we, you know, we've been missing over the past, you know, two years or, or more, I've, I've lost track of the time, um, is that you don't get the same sort of serendipity effect um, online as you do in person. It's not the same. So we've created a space online that actually makes that much easier. But having those in-person interactions and letting serendipity do its thing and, and you know, people coming together that wouldn't necessarily have met otherwise is so crucial for exactly what you've just said about sort of fostering those collaborations and sparking new um, new partnerships and so on and so forth. So I'm I'm really excited actually to um, get to some Connect Health Tech events and see people see people in person. Yeah, I think I think there are some really exciting times ahead. I think you know we created again as part of the vision for Connect Health Tech was to create a transferable model. Um, and I think we've proved as such um, that this can be transferred not only within um, other life science um, clusters across the UK or wherever um, is necessary, Europe or, or anywhere across the world, um, but also cross sector. So, you know, the agri-tech yeah. sector um, could be having uh, their own version of Connect Health Tech as a platform. Um, carbon zero agenda, the sustainability agenda because could have their own model of a Connect Health Tech digital platform to connect their state relevant stakeholders together. And it's starting those conversations um, about, you know, this is what we've done. This has been our experience. This has been our journey. We're happy to share the knowledge um, to help to help you out. And I think really in trying to create some physical activities that that really bring in external partners, starting with other life science clusters from across the UK, I think would be a really great step forward um, and helps build strategically our 
are plans to ensure that we're engaging with other clusters around the, the UK. It's not all happening in Cambridge. We're doing fantastic stuff. We are a great centrepiece and showcase for UK PLC, but other parts of the UK are doing fantastic work too. And again, bringing that knowledge together collaboratively to share with others so we can create even more fantastic stuff. And those transformative therapies, I think will be a, a, a brilliant win for all. So I'm going to go, I've stolen your questions from previous podcasts because I like them so much. And I'm going to ask you a few of the quick fire questions. Um, the first one, which will always make me laugh from your um, podcast with Michael Salako from Start Code On. Whenever <laughs> I see this question written down or I hear someone being asked it, all I can hear is him saying that he, he'd like to be a lion. <laughs> I will never not hear it. So every, you should, if you haven't heard that, folks... Um, check that podcast out because it, it was a good one with Michael. It's really fun. <laughs> so with that in mind, if you could be an animal, Paula, what animal would you be and why? OK, well, I'm going to be very similar. Um, I'm going to be a, a little lion and I, I would be a cat because they live the best life. They, they live the best life and they know it too. They know it too. We've got a rescue and my goodness, she is Mrs. Princess around the house and she absolutely knows it. So I want their life. It's just, you know, humans on tap to serve and protect and just, yeah, just chill. I'm really on board with that one. I don't think there is a better life than the life of a house cat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what is your pet hate? I'm excited about this one. Probably, oh, there are so many, but probably rudeness. And particularly around the, the, the small, simple things, saying please and thank you costs nothing. And I can't bear it when bad manners are displayed. Really true. That's a really good one. That's a really, really good one. Manners cost nothing. Manners That's cost nothing. And we were all brought up. No parent out there is not bringing up their child, not knowing how to say yes, no. I've taken notes, Paula. <laughs> I don't, th I don't think I'm rude, but I've taken notes just to be on the safe side. What's your favourite season or time of the year? For someone who was born in the autumn, you'd think it'd be the autumn, but it's not. I, I am a summer girl all day long. Longer days, hot weather, warm evenings, dining al fresco at any time of the day. What's not to like? You know, bit of sunshine, um, glass of wine, Ooh. exactly. Prosecco, you and me, Nikki. Yeah, we're there. <laughs> anyway, I might add though. I might add though. This is me thinking I am abroad because the weather we're getting here in the UK at the minute is rubbish. Like, where is summer? We're in June. Monday, no, it was Mon it was summer on Monday. That's it now. Monday, that was it. <laughs> We've had our three days, and that was in April. <laughs> That's all you get. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. If you could time travel, where would you go and when? Oh, my gosh. You know what? When I ask this question, I'm always thinking to myself, so where, what would I say? What would I say? And I have no idea. OK, OK, this one, this one, it's just popped into my head. I would probably go back to um, 15th of January 2021, which was um, the day before my mum passed away. And I would absolutely tell her I loved her I loved her, I loved her she already knew because we'd already spoken that day but I just absolutely make sure made sure she knew that yeah I love that Paula that I you expect to hear you know 1920s so on so forth that's yeah. not very that's not very long ago that's that's a yeah that's a lovely one I can get on board with that one mm -hmm. um 
so maybe maybe then with your mum in mind maybe the best piece of advice will be from your mum who knows but what is the best piece of advice you have ever received it is from my mum <laughs> <laughs> I knew it <laughs> it was and um it's something that I absolutely hold dear and it's she would always say be good and if you can't be good be careful that was her line and that's the best piece of advice and you remember that every day yeah yeah there, there, she had so many i call we call them audreyisms because her name was audrey so there are so many audreyisms but that one is number one number one be good and if you can't be good be careful <laughs> all right i'm making a note of that one as well <laughs> while i've got my notepad oh paula it's been an absolute pleasure i've really enjoyed that in fact if we could just schedule another one just to, yeah. just to find out a few more uh, bits and bobs, that would be Bob good. Too. It's been an absolute Bob pleasure too. chatting to you and finding out a bit more about you. And uh, I hope everybody is, um, everybody listening has enjoyed it as well, and I'm sure they will. Yeah, thank you very much for having me.